The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Ah, mm. just sampling the final roast and blend of coffee for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in the Buffalo Theater of Operations. My Alpha Espresso blend created exclusively by Goodrich Coffee. Up in the Western New York Theater of Operations, we are exactly seven days away and counting. Oh, this espresso blend. Mmm. Ah, delicious. Flavorful, rich, aromatic, the perfect, perfect combination that will go with my La Galera Maduro cigar for lightation today. Outstanding cigar, coffee, libation. My feet are propped up. Life is good. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Latin to English, that means always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. The Global Alpha and Global Five Star Front and Center from Command Center Alpha, my very, very palatial, very plush Command Center Alpha office and studio in the Cigar City of Tampa, where no enemies of pleasure are allowed. However, ample amounts of rackage and stackage always allowed with the gorgeous and bodacious dames of the harem. Before we commence Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers, it is imperative. If you are not following me on social media, you need to do so right now. There's actually more than one thing you need to do. First of all, if you have not downloaded the Cigar Day mobile app, you need to do that for the iOS platform, iPhone, iPad, the Android platform, as well as the Amazon Kindle. You must do that. And in just a few minutes, I'll talk more about the great enhancements to the Cigar Day mobile app. Follow me on social media. Go to CigarDave.com. Follow me at Twitter, which is at Cigar Dave Show. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Cigar Dave. Make sure you follow us. 24-7, 365, guarantee I will always add something provocative and titillating to the conversation, be it political, be it just my thoughts in general, my my opining on anything. I reserve judgment anytime, 24-7, 365, just like President Trump. However, I will say, since General Kelly became the new chief of staff, Donald Trump's use of Twitter is much more focused, much more targeted. That is a good thing. And by the way, there is no truth to the rumor that I will be the communications director 
for the Trump administration at the White House. I received many emails from people saying, General, rumors are floating around all over the place. Are you going to be the new communications director now that the mooch is out? Well, there's already one general in the in the White House. A second wouldn't be bad. You got a four-star with me, there'd be a five-star. That would not be a bad thing. And let's face it, my communication skills, my ability to sell the message, to communicate the message, outstanding, exceptional. Wouldn't be doing this show for 22 years if we couldn't properly communicate, inform, and entertain at the same time. But I am not going anywhere. But Mooch, I'll tell you what, I think Mooch has got enough issues going on right now. He kind of uh, blew his wad and blew his water a little bit too early. What was he, seven days, eight days, nine days, something along those lines? In any event, let's talk about Washington, D.C., the swamp, the cesspool. There's actually some good news coming from the Washington cesspool. And it comes from the FUDA. Maybe we'll be able to get rid of the U, and you all know what the FU, the U in FU stands for in the FUDA. Last Friday, during a 30 or so minute press conference that the new commissioner of the FDA, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, was holding, where he was talking about some initiatives that the FDA and the Center for Tobacco Products will be undertaking. Specifically, they want to look at nicotine in cigarettes, especially for uh, looking at children. But Dr. Scott Gottlieb had this to say, a little nugget, in his 30-some-odd-minute press conference and speech during his press conference about premium cigars pay very close attention. As I noted, I'm also asking the Tobacco Center leadership to explore a process by which I ask for new information related to the patterns of use and resulting public health impact of so-called premium cigars. The final deeming rule covers all cigars, but I want the Senate to consider opportunities it could provide to interested parties to develop and submit new information or data on this issue. This will take the form of an advance notice of proposed rulemaking to develop a new administrative record to explore these questions. We'll explore any new, inf- any new and different questions raised and seriously consider any additional data submitted relevant to the appropriate regulatory status of premium cigars. Four sentences in his 30-some-odd-minute press conference, but those four sentences extremely significant. To those of us that enjoy cigars, to those of us that believe cigars, and we not believe, we know that cigars are enjoyed by adults, not kids. You don't see kids on a street corner buying a $20 Davidoff or a Toro Fuente Fuente Opus X or a Diamond Crown or a, uh, a Gurkha. You just don't see that happening. And this is a battle that the cigar industry has been fighting for three years now. Maybe finally we have an FDA commissioner that's bringing some common sense. And I, as I've stated before, Dr. Gottlieb, about uh, three years ago or so, when the FDA and the Center for Tobacco Products, led by Mitch Zeller, as we refer to him here on the Cigar Dave Show, Mitch Zealot, because he is an enemy of pleasure zealot without any question, he went after the FDA saying premium cigars are consumed by adults. They should not be regulated by the FDA. This is an adult product. The FDA is looking after to make sure that any deeming regulations being able to oversee other tobacco products, primarily if there's any usage by kids or there's nicotine addiction. And let's face it, when we look at cigars, we do not smoke cigars for nicotine, period. If that were the case, we would see people running off airplanes. We would see people huddled outside of office buildings in the rain, in the snow, in the sleet, in the hail, in the heat, 
to light up a cigar to get their nicotine fix. We never see it. Why? Because cigar connoisseurs do not consume cigars for nicotine. We consume cigars the same reason people consume wine. Not for the alcohol content, not to get hammered, but for the taste, for the flavors, for the aroma, for the nuances, for the relaxation. If somebody's addicted to nicotine, they're not smoking cigars. They're going after cigarettes. That's what they're going to consume. We've said this. I've said this numerous times. The cigar industry, when there was the initial proposed rulemaking for the deeming regulations that the FDA could consider overseeing other tobacco products, including premium cigars, all part of the the, uh, Family Health Prevention Act that was signed under Obama, what was it, seven years ago, six years ago, whenever it was, one of the mandates was that they could deem cigars and oversee cigars under the legislation if two standards were met. One, they could prove nicotine addiction, and two, they could show increased usage or usage by underage kids. On both of those counts, the cigar industry in no way, shape, or form has ever marketed to kids. Kids do not enjoy premium cigars. They don't buy premium cigars, and cigars are not consumed for nicotine addiction. Every single thing, the argument that I just made, were made by all these cigar trade organizations, the cigar retailers of America, the Cigar Rights of America, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, the Cigar Association of America, manufacturers, consumers, all of us. We sent letters, and there were studies and, and, and a massive amount of paperwork sent to the FDA. Did Mitch Zealot, did he look at any of that? No. Well, Mitch Zealot stood by and didn't say boo when Dr. Gottlieb was making, during the press conference, making his four-sentence remark about premium cigars. So what does this mean? Well, the FDA and the Center for Tobacco Products will now take a fresh look at the treatment of premium cigars under the current deeming regulations. Dr. Gottlieb also subtly suggested that premium cigars could very well be exempted from the FDA's final deeming rules in the future. Now, the industry had to submit their pre-market applications. Uh, I believe it was, I think it was uh, later this year or maybe it's this month. But the FDA came out and said they're going to move that to August 8, 2021. And the new deadline applies only to cigars that were on the market as of August 8, 2016. So there's a number. I'm not going to get into the nuances because there's a lot of boring nuances here. But all you need to know is that essentially the FDA could exempt, could look and say, you know what, we're going to look at all the analysis and the data in a different way. Now, I guarantee you Mitch Zealot is not happy. But there's a new sheriff in town, the Trump administration. And I can tell you that they do not want, and the Justice Department and the administration, they don't want to defend many of these cases in court. And I will say that the industry, all the three industry groups, are still battling on the legislative front. They're also battling on the judicial front. In terms of the legislative front, there was language in the, the uh, House Subcommittee, Appropriations, uh, or the House Subcommittee on Agriculture, which would include a rider exempting premium cigars from the FDA regulations. Now, Senator Rubio is trying to do the same thing in the Senate. So it passed in the House, Senator Rubio trying to get it working, worked on in the Senate, and there's bipartisan support. 
Now, if we can get both of those things, if we can get that in a Senate bill, basically it goes to the – if it's passed in the House, which it has, and it can get in the Senate bill and it can pass, that's another way that we attack this. But at the same time, the industry is also fighting on the judicial fight. There is a lawsuit. Now, the good news is the Department of Justice, they don't want to defend the FDA. They want this to go away. They want to try to settle this. There could be some good news there. We have to continue our multi-pronged fight against the enemies of pleasure in the swamp in Washington, D.C. and against the FDA. Now, the one thing I will say, whether you like President Trump or not, if you are in private business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you believe in capitalism, you believe that you want to put your your hard-earned savings into a business and grow a business, President Trump in the first six months of his administration has repealed thousands of regulations by executive order. That is a good thing. The Obama administration wanted to choke American business. This president and his administration understands that business is the lifeblood of this country. So on all these fronts, progress is being made. Is it done? No. Is it far from being done? No. Are we in a much better position today than we were a week ago? Yes. Better position than we were seven months ago? Yes. And certainly a year ago when, when the Bolshevik Barack Obama was the president of the United States. And it's a very simple philosophical difference. Obama believed the government knew best. Bigger bureaucracy, bigger government, that the only way business could make money was one of two ways. Screwing the consumer or screwing their employees. And that is fact. That is fact. That's exactly what the Obama administration, Obama and all his other academics believed. President Trump and his cabinet members, people in the administration, believe diametrically opposed what Obama believed. And that is, let the American, you know, people say, let Trump be Trump. Let the American entrepreneur, let the American business person be an American business person or an entrepreneur. If you unshackle them from government regulation, this country became the economic powerhouse of the world by the ingenuity, by the drive, by the creativity, by the sheer force and willpower of the American entrepreneur. Now, it's interesting because this week, Apple came out with their earnings. Apple's earnings so far were huge. I mean, they blew it away. And their cash position right now, they're, they're, the amount of cash they are sitting on is now $261.5 billion. $261.5 billion. Oh, by the way, you say, geez, all that money Apple's making, they're probably not spending any money on research and development. They spent almost $3 billion on R&D, not in the year, but in the quarter ending June 30, 2017. Now, what's my point? Apple started as a conglomeration of, what, three guys, Steve Wozniak, uh, Steve Jobs, and I think one other person, or maybe it was just Steve Jobs and, and, and Steve Wozniak in their garage. I think there was one other person, though. Two or three guys in a garage creating their Apple computer. Now, if you would have told those guys, hey, you're going to be, your company down the road is going to be sitting on $261 billion in cash, they would have looked at you and said, hey, we're just trying to make a computer. What are you kidding? We'll be thrilled if we can hit a million bucks in revenue. Apple didn't start out as a conglomerate. 
Apple didn't start out as a huge corporation. Apple started out with two entrepreneurs bootstrapping in Steve Jobs' parents' garage. That's how businesses are created in this country. They don't start off as multi-billion dollar businesses. That doesn't happen. Whether it's Google, whether it's Yahoo, whether it is uh, Facebook, whether it is, it is IBM, any company, it starts small. We are the envy of the world because in this nation, you come up with an idea, somebody will say, you know what? Somebody with money says, you know, I'm going to back you. Or maybe your relatives will back you and say, yeah, I'll put $1,000 or $5,000. And all of a sudden, you can succeed. That is what this country is all about. And when you look at the cigar industry, let's take a look at the J.C. Newman Cigar Company. They started out with Julius Caesar Newman. His mother gave him a loan, created cigars. Here they are, 122 years later, employing hundreds of people, actually thousands when you can consider Nicaragua, their operations there, as well as many of the people employed at the Fuente factory in the Dominican Republic. Look at Perdomo cigars. Look at Padron cigars. Look at Gurkha cigars. The list goes on and on and on. This is an industry that were started by one, or businesses started by one, two people. This isn't big tobacco. Entrepreneurs, FDA, get out of the way. Listen to logic. Listen to rationale. Kids do not smoke cigars. Adults consume cigars. We do so responsibly, in moderation. You don't see people that smoke six or ten cigars per day. You just don't see that. What we see today are people enjoying cigars in moderation. So, good news on that front. We are making progress. The war is not over. The battle shall continue. But we will fight the enemies of pleasure. And the good news is, I think we have, I know we have an ally now in Dr. Scott Gottlieb as the commissioner of the FDA. And we've got Dr. Tom Price as the secretary of Health and Human Services. They both understand that premium cigars are not to be confused with cigarettes. End of discussion. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha Cigars, on Saturday, August 12th at Buffalo Riverworks, is now sold out. For those with tickets, you'll enjoy a full day of alpha male pleasure, including premium cigars from Gurkha, cocktails, craft beers from Hamburg Brewery, good rich coffee, and a buffet fit for the alpha male. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha Cigars is now sold out. Next year, make sure you buy your tickets early. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. 
The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave. Dave. I was right. There was a third partner in Apple Computer originally. Ronald Wayne. I think he got got bought out very early. Because you think of Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs, but there were three. I was correct. Now, the enemies of pleasure group, I was just talking about the FDA before the break positive news on that front. But of course, the enemies of pleasure groups, including the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, which have no kids involved, which is nothing more than a giant enemy of pleasure lobbying organization, of course, went after the fact that the House Appropriations Committee approved a bill that would uh, limit the oversight of premium cigars by the FDA. And I love the BS that they spew, saying that this would create, uh, this would uh, the, forget the large cigars, there's loopholes that would exempt cheap uh, flavored cigars used by, this is all nonsense. And they go after the fact that they said that uh, that many of these tobacco companies, trade associations spend uh, spent $5 million on lobbying in the first quarter alone. Well, I can tell you one thing, the cigar industry didn't spend that kind of money. But it's amazing. It's okay for these enemy of pleasure groups to spend on lobbying. But when the cigar manufacturers, the entrepreneurs want to spend money to make sure they don't get screwed in Washington, it's a big problem. Forget that. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Little Stevie Ray Vaughan scuttle button in the background today. Love me some Stevie Ray. In fact, when I was in Austin a while back, a couple of months ago, a month and a half ago, had the chance to visit Antone's famous, famous bar, famous nightclub where Stevie Ray used to play. A lot of great blues, just a great place to go. Antone's right on East Riverside uh, in the uh, downtown area. Great place to go. Saw a great exhibit about Stevie Ray Vaughan at the uh, Bullock, Texas State Museum. Very fascinating, very interesting. And we're going to, of course, at the Pleasure Fest before uh, the show and uh, after the show, we'll, of course, have some great music, including some Stevie Ray Vaughan. And that's what we will do today. Now, today I have selected the July 2017 Officers Club selection. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, General, wait a minute. It's August 2017. Why... Are you enjoying the La Galera Maduro, which is the July 2017 selection? Ah, I'm glad you asked, Grasshopper. As I mentioned last week on the show, because the cigars, Hochi Blanco, who makes the La Galera cigars down in the Dominican Republic, wanted to keep the La Galeras in the aging room just a little bit longer. He said, General, they're not quite ready, and I don't want to rush it. No problem, and I know that as Officers Club members... You would expect nothing less than for me to tell him, no problem. We will release them when they are ready. Good news, they were released out of customs Monday and Tuesday. And this past Wednesday, Thursday, and yesterday, the cigars were all mailed out. So some of you will start receiving them today. Many others in the country, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday into next week. Those of you in Hawaii and Alaska, we do have members in those states, probably going to be towards the end of the week. But the La Galera Maduro is my selection today. Beautiful, dark, rich, deep San Andrean Maron wrapper, Maduro. A lot of flavor to it. The binder is Dominican Peloto Cubano. The filler uses two Dominican fillers both from Special Farms. The Dominican Piloto Cubano, Dominican Criollo 98, both grown on the Hacagua and Gurabo farms. And these are hybrid seeds that they are using. Very good tobacco, very special tobacco. It is medium, nice sweetness, gentle spiciness, comes in six different sizes. And those of you members of the Officers Club receiving a Robusto, a Torpedo, 
and the Toro. Robusto, Torpedo, and a Toro. I will pull out right now the Torpedo. Well, actually, no. I'm, you know what? Because the method of cutting that I will use today, Torpedo not going to be suitable for it. I will pull out the Toro, my favorite size. Love the Toro. The size on this is 6 inches in length with a 54 ring gauge. It's called the Cortador. Cortador 6 by correction. This is the Elector. The Cortador is the Torpedo. And their Robusto, they call the Chaveta. So I have just pulled out the Toro, which is the Elector. The Elector, 6 inches in length, 54 ring gauge. Just a beautiful cigar. The La Galera Maduro, the July 2017 Officers Club selection. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I could use a self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine. I could use a cigar scissors. I could use a bullet cut or a piercer. I could use a wedge or V-cut or cat's eye cut. But I'm going to do what was taught to me by Manuel Casada, Manolo Casada, when I visited uh, the, his factory down in the Dominican Republic. Got to be going back now, geez, 20 years. I didn't have a cutter. He didn't have a cutter. And he said, General, let me show you how we do it in the factory. He took his thumbnail and he gently created a perforation towards the head of the cigar and went several times around and voila, the cap came off. So that's the way that I'm going to cut my cigar today. I'm going to use my thumbnail. That's how many of the manufacturers do it. It's very primitive. It's very raw. But if you can do it, you are a cigar insider. You are a cigar expert and so i will guide you through how to do that because let's face it sometimes we forget our cutters we forget our piercers you can use a toothpick in a bind put five six holes in the top of the cigar no problem but i'm not one that wants to take the head of the cigar and bite it and then spit it out not classy don't want to do that so i'm going to use the thumbnail method today maximum btu flame throwing and heat producing apparatus Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories. Now, we did not spend, I will tell you this right off the bat, we did not spend $2.94 billion on research in the last quarter like Apple. Think about that. That's almost 13, well, $12 billion annually on research and development. It costs a lot to come up with new products and new iPhones, apparently. But I've got from the Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratory, the guys in the white coats and the pocket protectors. This is a new litation device they have just given to me. Now, I've been using the grenade. This is what they're calling the ICBM, Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. And they're saying, General, the reason that we, we named it that, if you look at the way that the top of the head forms, the top of the, of the lighting device, it looks like an ICBM. In fact, I love to launch this and... Uh, Go right into the S of Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il, all the Kim Jongs over in North Korea. But that's what I would use today. What's that? Uh, say again, Sergeant Steve? Will it reach North Korea? Yes. The R&D laboratory, remember, these guys, they don't eat, they don't sleep. They're basically, they're basically litation nerds. All they do is come up with ways, and they have assured me it can make the trip. However, we'll have to launch it from Alaska at this point. But they're working to try to launch it from the cigar city of Tampa. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, so now I'm taking my thumb and I'm gently using the edge of my thumbnail, use just perforating 
the outer edges of the cap, right where the shoulder is, where the cap, the shoulder starts to curve in. That's exactly where I'm taking my thumbnail. I'm gently perforating. It may take me a few times, but this will come off perfectly. And again, Manuel Casada showed this to me. He gave me a look when I said, Manuel, I need a cutter. And he said, listen, in the factory, we don't use cutters. We use our thumbnail. He showed me how. And let me just show you here. Boom. I have just taken off the head of this cigar perfectly, absolutely perfectly, using nothing but my thumb. In fact, let me just make one adjustment. That is perfect. Let me check the draw. Hmm. Outstanding. Let me toast the foot of this La Galera Maduro. First, I'm going to toast the wrapper, the San Andrean Maduro Mexican wrapper, along with the Piloto Cubano Dominican binder. I'm just taking my time, taking my time, no rush. Listen to that flame from the Cigar Dave ICBM litation device. Okay, now I'm going to puff and rotate slowly. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mmm, great taste, nice spiciness, nice sweetness, great draw. Amazing, the thumbnail can do a fantastic job cutting the head of the cigar. On the foot of the cigar, let me just touch it up just a tad bit here, take another few puffs. Mmm, mm. outstanding. My Lagalera Maduro, now properly lit, I need the proper accompaniment. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. To start off the show, I made some of the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water Alpha Espresso Blend that I created with good rich coffee up in Buffalo. Nice and hearty and rich. Beautiful flavor. And by the way, everybody attending the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water next Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Buffalo Riverworks, downtown Buffalo, will be receiving a bag. It will be in your goodie bag. Got some other special treats in there as well. But I had the coffee in the first couple of segments, and I need something else. And one of the beverages I've been gravitating towards, because I have not had a diet soda, or any soda for that matter, but I really never drank regular soda, but a diet soda since September 29th. Cut it out. Cut out NutraSweet. Cut out uh, Equal, Splenda, all the artificial sweeteners. The only sweetener I use, which is a naturally flavored, no-calorie sweetener now, is Stevia. That's it. But I've started gravitating towards spring water and mineral water. And there are multiple ones, but I like, even though it's French, Perrier has a strawberry-flavored, sparkling, natural mineral water. No calories, no sugars. It's just carbonated mineral water, natural flavors. And Perrier comes to us from the source in... France, in Verguez, France, they now sell, hard to believe, they sell almost a, what are they, uh, I want to get the exact amount here, wait a minute, I think it's like a billion bottles sold every year, now available in 140 countries, I think 1.2 billion bottles every year, huge, huge amount, but that's what I will use today, the Perrier Strawberry, and it comes in both an 8.45 ounce fluid can, nice thin little can, which I like, keep it Command Center Alpha, and also and the nice, I think it's the, uh, what is it, like a 24 or 32-ounce bottle, which I have as well. Maybe it's a 16-ounce bottle. I don't know. No, it's more. It's, I think, 20 or 24 ounces. We've got both of them, but I will break open the 8.5-ounce can right now. Ah, listen to that. Let me take a sip. Hmm. I know what you're saying. 
You're saying, General, wait a minute. You're having Perrier strawberry flavored with your La Galera Maduro. How's that going to work out? I always try to pair up a cigar with a libation that will be complimentary. The La Galera Maduro has a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of spiciness. It's gentle. It's not overly powering. And so is the Perrier. Just naturally flavored strawberry. It's just a nice compliment. So that's what I will do today. Now, could I have bourbon, whiskey, gin, craft beer? Absolutely. Could I have the coffee? Sure. There's no right, there's no wrong when it comes to cigars and your libation. It's what you enjoy. As a very secure five-star alpha, I'm going to enjoy what I want. Now, I wish I would see more of the flavored sparkling waters from the American manufacturers. And I know that Zephyr Hills has it, as does, I think, Arrowhead. They've got a blueberry, which I like. They've got an orange, but no strawberry. And actually, somebody handed this to me. I was at their office at a meeting. They handed it to me, and I said, this is damn good. I now buy this stuff by the case. So take a puff of my La Galera Maduro. Mm. Outstanding. Take a sip of my Perrier strawberry. Mm. Excellent. So the libation and litation ceremony is now officially in, in the annals of history. I've got a ton, plethora of items to get to, that, that uh, including the NCAA, apparently is not, is not familiar with Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation because they still believe in a form of legalized slavery when it comes to their student athletes, which I will use in air quotes. So we have a lot to get to today. i got to bring up Al Gore. Al Gore came up with his new sequel movie yesterday about carbon footprint and the earth has got the flu and we're, you know, I think he predicted 20 years ago that as of, uh, what was it, earlier this year, that uh, the earth would be uh, basically, we'd be all melted, we'd be flooded, that uh, we'd all be, you know, submerged underwater. Well, that didn't happen. So I've got to get to him, a whole bunch of stuff that I want to get to. And a reminder, next Saturday, August 12th, Front and center, noon to 2 Eastern time, we come to you from the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, my hometown, Buffalo, New York, Western New York Theater of Operations. We will have Colonel Ange and Butcher Dave in the pooch pit. We're also going to be, special surprise, we are going to be roasting up, going to have a big giant pig on the pit. That's going to be fantastic. So we're very much looking forward to that. We've got Captain Paul. We've got Exo Tim. We've got uh, Voice Talent Ed. We've got uh, the Portuguese Princess Colleen. We've got Puff Muffin Lori. We've got Exo Gary. We've got Mrs. Harem of One Gina. We've got the whole crew that will be there. It's going to be fantastic. Tickets are sold out. If you didn't get in, and I'm getting emails from people saying, General, please, can I get in? I know I'm it. Sorry, we're sold out. Every attendee is going to have a huge, huge buffet that I have personally selected, work with the great uh, catering managers and the chef over at Buffalo Riverworks. We'll start off with a nice steakhouse-style chopped salad with all the trimmings on the side. We're going to have burger sliders, both with cheese, without cheese. Salem Smokehouse Grilled Buffalo Hot Dog Station. Last year we didn't grill them. We're grilling them this year. We're going to have a macaroni and cheese and a pasta marinara bar. A carnivore carving station, carving station with roast beef and turkey breast. And we'll have all sorts of breads, including some Kimmelwick rolls, so you can make a nice beef on weck or a turkey on weck. A baked potato bar with all the fixings. Ice cream sundae bar, cake and cookie dessert station, fruit salad, drinks for uh, beer, wine, distilled spirits, unlimited water and soda. We've got craft beer samplings from Hamburg Brewing. And I'm just wondering, I gotta talk to, uh, I've got to talk to uh, the Russos this afternoon and see what we're going to be sampling. They told me they got some special 
uh, beers we're going to be tasting, including their new 50, 550 Game Time. Our The affiliate we're on, WBEN in Buffalo, their sister station is WGR 550, which I listen to all the time. They've got their new 550 Game Time American Pale Ale. I think we're going to be sampling that and a couple of uh, other ones. But I'll talk to John Russo, Jr. and Sr. Got some specials. We're going to enjoy some Nitro Goodrich Coffee. they got a special Nitro Coffee Station they will be doing. We have got 24 different uh, spirits and wines that we're going to be sampling from Buffalo Distilleries and some Western New York, uh, a Central New York, I think, winery. So our good friends at Global uh, Wine and Spirits put that together. So when you come in, you're going to get a ton of food, craft beer samplings. You're going to get incredible distilled spirit samplings, wine samplings. It's going to be the nitro coffee sampling. It's going to be off the chart. Again, that is next Saturday. Cannot wait to see all of our Buffalo Alpha lieutenants that are going to be there. We've got people coming in from across the country. Going to be a great event. So we definitely want to thank everybody that's participated. It's presented by Gurkha Cigars. And in fact, everybody attending will be receiving a Gurkha Assault Pack, Cigar Dave Gurkha Alpha Assault Pack, including the brand new Gurkha Master Select, the Gurkha Ghost, the Gurkha Royal Challenge Natural in Maduro, the Gurkha Heritage Natural in Maduro. It's going to be a fantastic day. So I want to thank all the folks from Gurkha. We'll have Kaizat Hensodia there. We'll have Juan Lopez. We will have Carlos Yacatorano. The whole crew will be there. I want to thank the uh, guys from Tinderbox in Buffalo, one of our sponsors. We've got Pomeranch and Cattle, the Meat Wagon. The Meat Mobile will be there. I think we're going to have a 1,000 pounds of meat that will be available for sale, including the special Palmer Ranch grass-fed ribeye tomahawk chops. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a great day. Hopefully the weather will cooperate, but we're undercover anyway, so if it rains, who cares? We're still going to have a great time. So that is one week away. Cannot wait to see the entire crew at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water presented by Gurkha Cigars next Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Buffalo Riverworks, downtown Buffalo. The August selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a Cornelius and Anthony sampler, including the new Ariel. This Ecuadorian Connecticut is a handsome cigar with refined complexity. Cornelius and Anthony Ariel has subtle notes of coffee, wood, and leather, and leaves a lingering sweetness on the palate with its velvety smoke. Look for the Cigar Dave Officers Club Cornelius and Anthony sampler in your mailbox. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water from my hometown of Buffalo is Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you waited to buy tickets, sorry, we're sold out again for the third consecutive year. Our attendees that will be enjoying a great day of Alpha Pleasure Maneuvers will get a huge Alpha Male Buffet. The Cigar Dave Assault Pack of six premium Gurkha cigars they will receive include the brand new Gurkha Master Select, the Gurkha Heritage Natural and Maduro, the Gurkha Royal Challenge Natural and Maduro, and the award-winning Gurkha Ghost. They will also get a humongous buffet. They will get samplings from Hamburg Brewing of some great craft beers, and from Global Wine and Spirits will feature some Buffalo Distilled Spirits and New York State wines and some great coffee from our friends over at Goodrich Coffee. 
the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. is sold out. But if you've got a ticket, I will see you there front and center. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. You are listening to the Coast Guard theme, Semper Paratus. Translated to English means always ready. Why are we playing the Coast Guard theme? Because they just celebrated yesterday their 227th birthday, founded in 1790, August 4th, 1790. So a happy birthday to the United States Coast Guard. A snappy salute. Sometimes they get overlooked, but they're an important part of defending and uh, rescue operations for the United States of America. Also, big birthday that occurred on Thursday. Born in 1925 on Thursday, August 3rd, 1920. Well, Thursday, August 3rd, but August 3rd, 1925. Hall of Fame coach and one of my favorite uh, people, Marv Levy, celebrated his 92nd birthday. Marv still in great shape, still runs. Just wrote a uh, recently wrote another book. I think the only NFL coach that uh, had a degree from Harvard, a master's in English English literature, and the great Marv Levy, 92. We've had him on the show before, and in fact, when he was the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, his players, for one of his birthdays, gave him a humidor when he used to smoke cigars way back when, and I brought that up, in fact, on the show. But Marv Levy, 92, a gentleman, a scholar, certainly uh, worthy of being in the NFL Hall of Fame. When he first became a head coach, I want to say it was either at uh, William & Mary or maybe it was the University of California. He was the youngest head coach at the time, and we retired as the Buffalo Bills head coach. He was the oldest head football coach at the time. So a happy birthday to Marv Levy, and isn't it great that football is back? The National Football League Thursday night. Hall of Fame game, beautiful. The Hall of Fame game, and what was it? Remember last year, I think the Hall of Fame game was not rained out, but they had a problem with the turf. It was very, very, very odd, very strange. But in any event, Hall of Fame game on Thursday night. Great to have football back. 
In just a couple of weeks, we will do our college football preview with the great Lee Corso. So we will have that going on. We'll do an NFL preview. Football is back. I can smell it in the air. My favorite time of the year. And then before you know it, September, National Bourbon Heritage Month. Then October, we go into Cigar Oktoberfest. And before you know it, we'll be doing Happy New Year sparkling wine tasting and champagne tasting maneuvers. Hard to believe. But the good news is we get at least, I think between college and NFL, we get like 24 weeks of football. So all is well. Our number one of the Cigar Dave Show in the Annals of History. Stay right where you are. Our number two of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. You come to me seeking guidance to live the alpha male lifestyle. You come to me seeking guidance on topics of extreme importance and pleasure. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames. You come to me as alpha males, in many cases, guilty for wanting to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And after an hour or two with me, you no longer have that sense of guilt. You feel that sense of euphoria, that sense of pleasure. Because guilt is not an option on the Cigar Dave Show. We don't apologize for having balls of steel. We don't apologize for working hard and wanting to play hard and enjoying the fruits of our labor. We apologize for nothing. Well, maybe every now and then, but most of the time, we just don't apologize. We stand firm in our convictions, even in the face, sometimes, of those that seek to want to make us feel guilty about our lifestyle and our choices. And our answer to that is screw them. Welcome back, our number two, to the Cigar Dave Show. As always, we will explore the alpha male good life here. We are not politically correct. We are not going to be phased in any way, shape, or form by the feminists or the enemies of pleasure. We will call it like we see it, tell it like it is, and those that are offended, too damn bad. Now, I have been, as you know, for a number of years, we've had stories pop up that uh, deal with the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletic Association. And I have really had a problem with the NCAA because, to me, when we look at – we can say all we want that – and the NCAA loves using the term student-athletes. Whenever they have a press conference, our student-athletes will be here in just a few minutes. Yes, the student-athletes that you make billions of dollars off of. Now, the student-athletes also get something in return. 
they get an education. Many choose to take advantage. Some choose not to take advantage. But those that do end up coming out with a degree that is uh, paid for. And in many cases, for example, you look at some private institutions in the country, you're talking fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000. Look at Duke. I think you're talking now the tuition, room and board, everything is probably 60, 70 grand all in. Now, does a football player or college or college basketball player or any other athlete, are they receiving something in return for playing? Yes. But there are restrictions on what they can and cannot do. And in many cases, I have a problem. And in, in some cases, I have a real problem because a coach can get up and leave. A coach can basically have a contract basically have a contract and say, great, I'm going to leave. I'm going to pay out a small buyout amount and I'm going to go. There's no rule that precludes me from coaching another team in the conference, in the division, anywhere immediately. Now, in many cases, the athlete was recruited by a specific coach wanting to play under a specific coach's system. And in many cases, the coach can bolt, get up and leave, but the player is stranded there and they could no longer fit into the system in which they are recruited. And I have a problem with this in many ways, because then they cannot transfer. They're basically held against their will. And people do not realize that college scholarships are not guaranteed for four years. Now, a student can go play football, basketball. They could have a career-shattering injury. Now, most of the time the coach, the school will honor. If a student is indeed injured, a school will honor the remainder of number of years that the student has of eligibility. So, for example, if a student is injured in his junior year, many institutions will say, okay, we're going to honor your scholarship for next year, even though you cannot play. That's the right thing to do. Not everybody does that. Now, I've often spoken about uh, coaches that have very low to no integrity. John Calipari is a perfect example. John Calipari, the head coach of the University of Kentucky, is a scumbag. He is a low-integrity individual. Actually, a low-to-no-integrity individual. Case in point, when he became the head coach at Kentucky, there were three players, I think, that were going into their senior year who were recruited by the previous coach, who were academically in great shape, who played by the rules, who were not problem children. In every way, shape, and form, they were exemplary in their behavior and in their work ethic. But Calipari deemed that they did not fit his system. So therefore, he rescinded their scholarship. He didn't extend them a scholarship for their senior year. And those players had to scramble to try to find a place to play. Now, when a player is at a college, and for three years they have maintain their academic workload. They have done everything asked of them. They have not gotten in trouble. I don't care if John Calipari's system is 180 degrees opposed to what these players played in. The noble thing to do, the decent thing to do, is to tell those players, look, you don't really fit into my system. You may not play as much, but I want you to adapt to my system, but I will honor your senior year scholarship. Did John Calipari do that? No. John Calipari is a scumbag son of a bitch. People glorify him because he's won championships and he's brought in these one-and-done players. Is it good for the game? No. Because let's face it, he brings in these players that probably couldn't add two and two together. 
but they go to the NBA. Well, that's great. You want to make college football or college athletics nothing more than a short-term minor league for the NBA or the NFL? Fine, so be it. But change the system. But that's not the case. But again, Kalapari could leave tomorrow, take a job paying twice the amount of money, and go to University of Louisville, could go to Duke, could, although Duke wouldn't take him because they have a little bit more high integrity to bring on a coach like Kalapari. But they can bring in, he can go anywhere he wants, but these players then are stuck and a new coach comes in, they are screwed. That is wrong. And furthermore, these college athletes, in many cases during the season, are not allowed to work and earn supplementary income. They can't work in the bookstore. They can't go work uh, in other jobs. And I, I could be wrong on this. Sergeant Steve, I'll have you look that up while I am pontificating. But I believe that is the case, that there are severe restrictions on what the uh, student athlete, how they can earn revenue uh, and, and earn money during the season. During the season, they can't. During the season, they are unable to. I'm right. not positive about off-season. Right. Now, many of these kids we know come from backgrounds where they come from poverty, where their families are not wealthy. In fact, their ticket out is athletics. They get a scholarship, and the smart ones are the ones that say, look, I'm going to get that piece of paper, and I'm going to further myself. I'm not just going to play basketball or football or, or baseball, but I am going to take advantage, and I'm going to get my degree. And in many cases, we see that. We see many players that get their degree. They come back. They get their master's. They get their fifth year of eligibility. Bravo to them. But I have a big problem with the NCAA that says a student athlete cannot earn money during the season when many times they can't even scrounge up 10 bucks or 50 bucks to go out or there have been cases where they have to go home because a relative has passed away or is ill. I remember, what was it, uh, the uh, head coach of the uh, LSU Tigers, the basketball team, I want to say, uh, uh, Sergeant Steve, look up the coach. He was there for a long time. Dale Brown, thank you. Dale Brown, where a player's mother or father passed away, and the school said he, they asked the NCAA if they could get him, buy him a ticket. They said no, and Dale Brown came out publicly and said, screw that. I'm going to give him money out of my own pocket because that is wrong. And, of course, the NCAA then rolled over. Apparently, the NCAA has not received the memo that Abraham Lincoln – uh, declared with the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation that slavery is over. It is dead. But the NCAA, in their system, really to a degree, is legalized slavery. They're emancipating their student-athletes. Now, if a student-athlete says, listen, I'm going to be at my practices, and I'm going to make the, uh, my grades, I'm going to be at all the, the, the study halls, but I need to earn some money, and I want to work in the bookstore 10 hours during the course of the week, and earn another $150 for spending money, why on earth should that be deemed inappropriate and illegal by the NCAA? Now, we've got a perfect example that took place this week. The name of the college athlete is Donald Delahaye. And when we come back, I'm going to share his story because he lost his NCAA eligibility. Did he lose it because he created trouble off the field? No. Did he lose it because he committed a crime? No. Did he lose it because he wasn't showing up to practice? No. Did he lose it because he was a bad team member? No. He did it because he had the audacity to earn money in a legal manner. And when we come back, we will share Central Florida, University of Central Florida kicker Donald Delahaye's story and how he has gotten shafted by the NCAA. 
NCAA. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha Cigars, on Saturday, August 12th at Buffalo Riverworks, is now sold out. For those with tickets, you'll enjoy a full day of alpha male pleasure, including premium cigars from Gurkha, cocktails, craft beers from Hamburg Brewery, good rich coffee, and a buffet fit for the alpha male. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha. Gurkha Cigars is now sold out. Next year, make sure you buy your tickets early. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Like a mighty oak, standing in the face of gale-force winds of political correctness, it's the General Cigar Dave. Let's continue the story about the NCAA. Not the NCAA, not the Collegiate National Collegiate Athletic Association. It's now the National Collegiate Athletic Association of Asses. Central Florida kicker Donald Delahaye. Good student, good kid. He's in a little hot water with the NCAA. Did he get arrested for a crime? No. Did he fail any classes? No. Was he a bad teammate? No. Was he not showing up to practice? No. He has lost his NCAA eligibility because 
of his YouTube videos. Now, were the YouTube videos vulgar? Were they vile? Were they racist? Were they demeaning? No. They were uplifting, actually. I went to his page and watched a whole bunch of them. They're pretty entertaining. Just follows them along. The NCAA has a problem. Because he made money off some of his YouTube videos. Gee, the NCAA having a problem with making money. An organization that brings in billions off the backs of college athletes and students. Billions. They've got a problem with making money. If that's not calling the kettle black, I don't know what is. Now, Donald Delahaye has been a kickoff specialist for the University of Central Florida for the past two seasons. His YouTube channel has more than 95,000 subscribers. Some of those videos have had, I think, three, four, five hundred thousand 500,000 views. Now, earlier this year, the University of Central Florida began investigating whether Donald Delahaye's videos violated the NCAA's rules prohibiting student-athletes from making money off of their images. Now, this I love. The NCAA can use all these student images in any of their ads or any of their their likeness, their images, and their commercials, and their ads, and their promotional materials, but God forbid the actual athlete wants to make money. Now, what is it that he did using his image? Well, in some of the videos, he actually showed him kicking. He went behind the scenes showing what it's like in a college football environment and in a locker room and how he practices. They've got a problem with him making money off of that, making money off his image. And, in fact, I believe there is a lawsuit going on that some former athletes, in fact, I think Kirk Herbstreet now is involved with a lawsuit against Ohio State University. Chris Spielman. I'm sorry, Chris Spielman, not not Herbie. Chris Spielman is because – uh, he endorses an automobile dealer, I think, in Columbus, and now the university is doing has an endorsement deal with some auto group, and they've got Chris uh, Spielman's picture on there that they're using. And he said, look, I went to the university multiple times and asked them to take it off. They didn't. So he's suing them. He'll probably win. And I think you're going to see more of this where athletes are saying, you know what, enough's enough. We, we get our scholarship, no question about it, but we should have the right to either make money on the side or to get a small stipend. So that at least, if we can't work during the season, at least we have a small amount of money for spending money and so on. Not thousands of dollars, not hundreds of thousands, but maybe you say, great, you know what? You get 150 bucks or $200 a week for spending money. I don't have a problem with that, especially, now on the converse, people say, well, wait a minute. They're getting paid because they're getting a scholarship. There's no doubt about it. Then in that case, I say rescind the, op- the, the, the restriction on college athletes to be able to work during the season so they can get a job working 10 hours a week, 5 hours a week, 15 hours a week, whatever the case. But Donald Delahaye, by posting YouTube videos of himself, his images, and participating in YouTube's ad program, making money, the NCAA has a problem with it. The university sent a waiver letter to the NCAA on Delahaye's behalf, so they were fighting on his behalf, according to statements released by the UC University of Central Florida and the NCAA. Well, the waiver was granted, which stated that Delahaye could maintain his eligibility and he could continue to monetize those videos that did not reference his status as a student-athlete or depict his football skill or ability. So wait a minute. A big part of Donald Delahaye's life is actually showing up to practice, is kicking, is is talking to youth, is showing his teammates. But all of a sudden, he can't 
depict his football skill? Why? Why? What's wrong with that? He depict he uses his football skill every week during the football season, and the NCAA or University of Central Florida doesn't have a problem with it. The waiver allowed him to create videos that reference his status as a student athlete or depict his football skill or ability if they were posted to a non-monetized account. Well, let me ask you, what in the hell is the difference? He's showing the same things, but because he's making money, and trust me, on YouTube, the guy's probably not making a ton of money. Probably enough for maybe a couple of hundred bucks a week, maybe more, who knows. But what is the problem? The NCAA doesn't have a problem making money off of college athletes. They don't have the problem making billions and billions of dollars off of using the athlete's likenesses and, and images. But for the actual athlete themselves who's posting a video, using his image and his football skill, it's okay if he doesn't make money. But God forbid if he posts it on the YouTube site where they're running commercials, they've got a problem with that. Well, bravo to Donald Delahaye. He said to the NCAA, go screw yourselves. He chose not to accept the conditions of the waiver. Let's play cut number one of Don Delahaye. This is Donald Delahaye. This is a, 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 some excerpts from a YouTube video he posted after he got the decision from the NCAA and the University of Central Florida. Basically, I'm ruled ineligible because I refuse to demonetize my videos, something that I've worked so hard for, something that I've put blood, sweat, and tears into, something that I eat, sleep, breathe about. Just having fun, a young man having fun in his free time, making little videos to help motivate and inspire others. And I get deemed ineligible to continue playing college sports because of it. He gets screwed because he takes initiative. He's not violating any legal standards, but because the NCAA has a problem with him making money during uh, using his likeness as a college football player. Let's hit cut number two. And then I don't feel like there was any compromising really happening. They wanted me to give my money up that I made, which is crazy. Like, I'm, I worked so hard for it. You want me to just throw my money away? You want me to take down my videos, which, again, I worked so hard for and I wasn't comfortable doing. So I told him no. It was just very unfair, in my opinion. And now I got to deal with the consequences. And consequences are no more college football. Since I can't play college football, no more scholarship. I'm ineligible. I can't pay for school. Damn. Now, does that sound fair to you? Again, not violating any legal standards, not causing a problem, just doing positive, inspirational videos. And he said, I, I gear a lot of these towards kids. I try to make them motivating and inspiring. Gets a lot of comments, gets a lot of views. And they screw him. Take away his scholarship. Now, I ask you. Is that in the best interest of this athlete, of this student, to screw him and say, great, you're out of school? I thought the NCAA and college, collegiate institutions were about molding men and making sure they get their educations. Screw the NCAA. Bravo to Donald Delahaye, an upstanding guy. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. of steel like a conquistador it's the general cigar dave well now the definition of marriage has changed you now can marry the same sex before it was man and a woman now it can be man and a man woman and a woman cissexual and a cissexual hissexual and a hissexual all those other crazy cockamamie names but my question is if marriage the definition has changed, where now same sexes can marry. Why not allow for men and women to have multiple husbands and wives? Now, specifically, I bring this up because a Canadian polygamous leader was found guilty of having 25 wives. Guilty? The man should get an award for being able to perform for all 25 wives. Now, you think about that. See, to me, you got to go to 31 or maybe 32, and I'll tell you why. 31, you have variety, 31 days in the month. And then you've got a spare. you got a backup in case, you know, one kind of is uh, giving you a little problem or she's being a little snippy. You say, you know what, I'm going to plan B, sweetheart. And that's how it works. Well, in Canada, two former leaders of a polygamous community were convicted of practicing polygamy after a decades-long legal fight, setting up another potential court battle over the constitutional constitutionality of Canada's polygamy laws. Winston Blackmore, 60, James Oler, 53, found guilty by a British by the British Columbia Supreme Court, who said the evidence was clear that Blackmore was married to 25 women at the same time and that Oler was married to five women in Bountiful, British Columbia. What a perfect name, Bountiful. You got 25 wives or five wives. It makes sense. One's giving you a little bit of lip, on to the next. Now, the only thing I say, if we make polygamy legal, you still must have a prenuptial agreement for every one of your wives. Now, if you do that, no problem. You set it off very clearly. Although I kind of like what those Middle Eastern sheiks uh, and those princes, uh, princes and kings do. They basically can have as many wives as they want, but no more than three wives at one time. I remember a number of years ago, I'm reading a story 
about Prince Salman bin Bandar bin Abdul bin Aziz bin Muhammad bin Azar bin so-and-so and so forth. And at the end of his obituary, the guy was like 88, it says, and Prince Muhammad bin Bandar bin Azul bin Bab and so on and this and that had 88 wives during his life, but he never had more than three at one, any one given time following strict Muslim law. And I had to commend him for I had to get a chuckle out of that. And the beautiful thing is, basically, in those societies, if you want to divorce a woman, all you have to do, I believe, is say, I divorce you three times, done. There is no alimony. What's yours is yours. What's hers is yours. Perfect system. They don't have all the trial pimps and divorce attorneys that we have here in the United States and in Canada. So I say, as long as you have a ironclad prenuptial, marry as many as you want. What's the problem? And in fact, I believe that in the United States, it should be challenged. Look. If the definition of marriage has changed from a man and woman to be man and man, woman and woman, why shouldn't you be able to have multiple wives? I am all for it. You're in the mood for a blonde? Great. The brunette? Great. You want a spinner tonight? Great. You want someone a little more zoftic? Great. Why not have your variety? Do you eat steak every night? Well, actually, that wouldn't be a bad thing. That's a bad, bad analogy. Because, yeah, you know what? I could eat steak every night. That would not be a problem. But let me ask you this. You want to smoke the same cigar every day? No, most of the time we want a little variety. We may want a Maduro today. A couple of days we want a Connecticut. We may want variety. Variety is the spice of life. Now, Blackmore said, never denied having the wives as part of his religious beliefs that call for celestial marriages. He says, I'm guilty of living my religion, and that's all I'm saying today because I've never denied that. 27 years and tens of millions of dollars later, all we've proved is something we've never denied. I've never denied my faith. This is what we expected. Now, they were prosecuted as part of an investigation first launched in the early 1990s by the British Columbia government. Under Canadian law, the maximum penalty they can receive is uh, five years in prison. They will be sentenced at a future hearing. Now, they are, uh, Blackmore and Oler are members of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a breakaway Mormon sect that believes in plural marriage. The group's main base is in a small community on the Utah-Arizona border in the U.S. The mainstream Mormon church renounced polygamy in the late 19th century and disputes any connection to the fundamentalist group's form of Mormonism. But I say, why not? If the definition of marriage has changed, same-sex marriages are allowed, why on earth? Can you not have multiple wives? I'm all for it as long as you have a pre solid, airtight, pre-nuptial agreement. What a great system. You know, that way you don't have to... You can say, look, I'm not having an affair. Basically, I'm just adding a new wife to the, uh, to the harem. There's nothing wrong with that in any way, shape, or form. But again, I love when I read these uh, Middle Eastern sheiks and kings and princes. You can have as many wives as you want. Just no more than three at a time. You want to make a change? Great. Divorce them. Say, I divorce you three times. When you want to bring them back, I marry you again. Bing, bang, boom. Problem solved. Now, I have always stated for almost the entirety of the show, 22 plus years, I have stated this on a regular basis, that every time I have gone to any event, a charity event where cigar connoisseurs are involved, they are the first to reach into their pocket and make a donation. They're never the ones that have to be begged. They that have to be begged for a donation or plead. They're always generous. And that goes not only for charitable events, but they're also charitable tippers. They give good gratuities. And in fact, proof is in the pudding. I cannot tell you the number of restaurant servers 
and bartenders that have told me over the years, hey, look, I love when cigar connoisseurs and cigar smokers come in. They're polite, they're great to be around, and they're the best tippers. They're a joy, they're fun, they're friendly, and they, they always give us outside tips. They're great to be to, to wait on and to, to serve. I hear that time after time after time. Well, a new study finds, a new survey that uh, conducted by Princeton Survey Research Associates on behalf of creditcards.com shows that men, Republicans, and residents of the Northeast are the best tipper. Now, men doesn't surprise me. Same thing with Republicans. Now, the Democrats are the ones, I always get a kick out of the taxocrats. They're the first ones that say that we should tax the wealthy more, that those that can afford it should be able to dip in their own pocket. But one thing about Democrats, and it's proven in their tax returns, you look at at Joe Biden when he was vice president compared to Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney gave away a huge amount of money in charity. I think I want to say it was over 10%. I think maybe it was 15%, maybe even 20% in charitable contributions. I could be wrong, but I think it was at least 10%, probably more. Joe Biden was like 0.0001%. And of the uh, of his charitable donation, like 90% came from giving used furniture and clothes to Goodwill. Sorry, that's not writing the check. Not writing the check. But Democrats are the ones that say, hey, everybody else should contribute. They're the first ones to jump up and down and say, we need to help those that are impoverished. And we need that, those that can most afford it to do it. Yet those Democrats that can afford it are never anywhere to be found. They're tight. They're cheap. Now, The average man, Republican, and resident of the Northeast leaves a 20% gratuity. That's the median. When you look at people in other demographic groups, it is considerably less. And this just goes to prove my point. I've said it over and over and over again. Have you ever been to a restaurant? Now, men, here's how we work. We go out. Let's say there's 10 of us. The bill comes. We don't sit there and say, okay, well, you had two beers and you had one extra drink and you had an extra appetizer. The bill comes, 10 guys, the bill is $500. We say, great, it's 50 bucks each. Put in 50 bucks plus uh, 20% for gratuity. Great, everybody puts in 60 bucks, no problem. Women, you get 10 women, they're taking out the calculators. They're getting out their, their phones and they're calculating and said, okay, well, you had this. It takes them, the dinner was an hour and a half. It takes them another hour and a half to figure out how much they should leave. Now, that's not every woman, but large groups, I'm telling you, every time I have been out to dinner, I've seen it over and over and over again. It never fails. And there are times when, as a man, I look over and just want to say, ladies, shut the hell up. Split it in 10, add 20%, and call it a day. Be done with it. Then call a cab and go home. But they go on, and, and sometimes it's pretty entertaining to watch. But I've always stated that not just Republicans, not just men, people in the Northeast, but I'm telling you, we as cigar connoisseurs and alpha males in general, we are the first. Whenever we're at a charity event, whenever somebody is in need, we're the first to dig into our pocket without being asked. And that is fact. So these taxocrats, these libs, they never write a check. They never dig into their own pocket. They want everybody else to do the digging except themselves. And that tells you a lot. To me, that reveals the character of those people. And I've always said the liberals, the Democrats, they never dig into their own pocket. 
they're always the one that say, yeah, let's do a fundraiser, and they never contribute. The cigar connoisseurs, the alpha males, we are the ones that always say, the Republicans, hey, we don't need to be asked. Just write the check. Whatever it is, take care of it. Now, when I come back, we will share a story about Al Gore. Mr. The Earth has got the flu. It's got a fever. Mr. We need to cut down on our global carbon emissions. Mr. Do as I say, not as I do. We will tell you about that. I've got a little story about PETA, the people for the, not, not our PETA, people eating tasty animals, the other PETA, the enemy of food group. We'll talk about that. And Dunkin' Donuts. We've got a problem with their steak and egg breakfast. I like steak. I like eggs. But i got a problem if it's not steak. We will wrap things up. Final concluding segment of this edition of The Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a Cornelius and Anthony sampler, including the new Signore Sugars. This cigar is rich and decadent with dense sweet flavors and a long creamy finish. The Cornelius and Anthony Signore Sugars uses Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, a U.S. grown binder, and Mexican San Andreas wrapper. The Cigar Dave Officers Club Cornelius and Anthony Sampler is coming to your mailbox this month. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best-known brand, trusted to deliver an excellent mild smoke. But now, you're ready for something new and avant-garde, something bolder with more panache. Now, there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern, fuller-bodied smoke created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo y Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged, and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app.
The General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. Well, the number of people that are downloading and using our Cigar Day mobile app keeps growing. Huge numbers. And we've always made improvements. I think we've made probably, geez, in the probably three years that we've had the app, I think we've probably had, uh, I don't know, maybe like eight, ten revisions and updates. And we've made several upgrades that I want to inform you about that will make it even more convenient, especially if I conduct any special broadcasts or any video broadcasts. We now have a special push notification on the Cigar Dave mobile app, but you have to enable it. So if you go to the mobile app under settings, uh, go ahead and enable push notifications. That way, if I conduct a special live radio broadcast or I've got a special podcast or a special video uh, broadcast, you will be able to get notification and watch or listen right in the app immediately so you won't miss anything. So enable push notifications. And also, if we've got any big announcements, we may have a big announcement coming up next week during the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo next Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Buffalo Riverworks, presented by Gurkha Cigar as we launch the new Gurkha Master Select. We may have an announcement. And if we do, and you got the push notification, you will hear about it first. So go ahead and do that. Because now we've also added video. We can do live video right in the mobile app. You don't have to go outside of that. We use that during the uh, International Premium Cigar Retailers Convention uh, video uh, tours from the convention center floor that many people watched that worked out great. You could actually watch in real time. So we've got that. We've got another little hidden gem that sometimes people don't know about. If you look at the app, the Cigar Day mobile app, on the very bottom, you will see there is an icon for, that has a cloud, and basically that is to give you weather reports. We, we put an alarm clock in the mobile app. There's weather reports. It's great. And then next to it, there's a little microphone. And when you hit that microphone, it will ask for access to your microphone. And what that allows you to do is to record a 60-second message to us and then send it to us, and then we will use it. We can listen to it, and if we deem, we will use it on the air. Very easy. So... If you can't call or you just want to send us a message or tell us about an experience, just go ahead and do that. It's a very convenient way for you to uh, go ahead and communicate with us. So just look at the mobile app. You'll see the little microphone icon at the lower left-hand side. You'll enable your microphone. And if you make a mistake, you can hit restart, start from the beginning. And then if you want to uh, hit it, you just hit send or hit the screen to cancel and redo it. So those are some nice little features. And in fact, Justin from Tennessee sent us a voice message from the app. Let's play it. Thank you for your show, Cigar Dave. Recently went to the Dominican Republic on my honeymoon. Wonderful country. I have always been a pipe smoker. And while there, I went on this tour of this little cigar shop, smoked a cigar, and could not believe the amount of flavor that came out of that cigar. I'm now a big cigar guy. Love them. Came home, bought a humidor, starting my collection. And here shortly will be a member of your officer's club. Thank you for your show and all your information you give out. Outstanding. So we appreciate Lieutenant Justin from Tennessee sending us that message. You can do so. In fact, we're going to play more of them. We do get, we're starting to get more and more of them. It's a little overlooked feature. So go ahead and check that out. Now, Al Gore yesterday's new sequel 
to an inconvenient truth. The movie he launched a number of years ago is uh, was launched yesterday, was released, called An Inconvenient Sequel, Truth to Power, playing in movie theaters across the country. Not all of them, but many of them, some of them. Now, I get a kick out of Al Gore's hypocrisy. I've stated all along, Al Gore and all these Dems and all these libs and these enemies of pleasure wag their finger at you, and they say, do as I say, not as I do. Happens all the time. Do as I say, not as I do. And it drives you nuts because they're the ones that are always on their platform telling you how bad you are, how evil you are, but yet they don't follow their own advice. Well, Al Gore, perfect example. Al Gore, it has come out, and now he, he travels by private planes and he's all over the place, burning fuel, probably waste, uh, using more jet fuel taxing in 10 minutes than most people use in their cars over a number of months. But a new report by the National Center for Public Policy Research shows that Al Gore, in his Nashville residence, uses 231,000 kilowatt hours of power per year for his home, his pool, his driveway, entry gates, all the electrical meters. The average home uses 10,000, just we'll call it 11,000 kilowatts of energy per year. So last September, he devoured 31,000 kilowatt hours of electricity. That is enough to power 34 average American homes for a month. And over the last 12 months, he's used more electricity heating his outdoor swimming pool than six typical homes in a year. Now, Al Gore is an absolute hypocrite. Because in 2007, 10 years ago, when he uh, came out with The Inconvenient Truth, won an Academy Award for, it, was, it came out that he travels by private plane, sucks up energy all over the place. He, his house sucks up tons of energy. And he came out and said, well, I'm going to make changes. I'm going to make a green makeover. He spent a quarter of a million dollars to put solar panels, to upgrade the home's windows and ductwork, replace the installation, put in a driveway rainwater collection system. So since that time, has his energy usage gone down? The answer is no. He spends $22,000 a year in electrical bills. Now, here's another little tidbit. I love these people that come out of government. In 2001, when he left office as the vice president, when he left office in 2001, his net worth was less than $2 million. Today, his net worth is more than $300 million. And he owns two other homes, in addition to his big residence in Nashville, penthouse in San Francisco, farmhouse in Carthage, Tennessee. So he's got a huge carbon footprint. So this green lifestyle that these, these uh, greenies live, and, and we've shown it with Leonardo DiCaprio, another phony actor who never graduated from college, got his GED, yet he's lecturing the United Nations and Americans. All of a sudden, he's a science uh, expert on, on, on carbon emissions and global warming and climate change, while he crisscrosses the country in private jets, sometimes with he being the only person in the jet. Enough is enough. Screw these people. All right, lastly, Dunkin' Donuts being sued over their steak and egg sandwiches because the steak and egg sandwich allegedly lacks one main ingredient, steak. A customer wants Dunkin' Donuts 
to pay for false, deceptive, misleading advertising for repeatedly claiming their steak and egg sandwich contains steak, and it doesn't. It's mincemeat, which contains fillers and binders, according to the 40-page lawsuit. And I'm looking at all the chemicals in here. Oh, my God. Now I know why I no longer eat processed food. If it comes out of a can or a box, I no longer eat it. I'm eating clean, and it seems to work. I'll have a giant steak. No problem. No chemicals. It's a beautiful thing. All right, next Saturday, lieutenants, seven days a week, seven days away, the Cigar Day Valvo Pleasure Fest on the water, Buffalo River Works, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., presented by Gurkha. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delicatio, always pleasure. I'll see you in Buffalo next Saturday. Get ready.